Welcome to the RSV Podcast. This is Pasha's Vayetze, Tufshin Pei Gimel. This week's podcast is sponsored for the Yorotze Dov, Braina Bas Chaim Shalom, Zechel Bracha, Shraga Fibish Ben Yemiyo, Zechel Bracha, Alta Shendel Bas Moshe Mordcha, Zechel Bracha, Shlema Ben Yaakov Leib Halevi, Zechel Bracha, by their loving children, Moshe and Sarah Jessian, who are our good, good friends and have been there for us in so many ways. Looking forward to reconnecting next week also in Yitzhak Shem. The Parsha. A Parsha, of course, starts out talking to us about Yaakov Avinu's trip to Choran, to Aram Narayim, to the world that his uh, grandfather had left. And Yaakov, of course, had never been there. So tell me, if you're going to a place that you've never been, a culture, a world that you never saw, you'd want directions, wouldn't you? And you'd want directions from somebody who had been there, who knows that world, who, who understands the reality, who, who gets it. So tell me, who would Yaakov speak to? Who would guide him? Wouldn't it be Avram Avinu, his grandfather? Avram Avinu was born there, had grown up there, had lived there, had been challenged there, emerged from that world. He understood that world. That's Avram Avinu's early world. If Yaakov wants directions, if he needs directions, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants him to get directions, those directions should be coming from Avram Avinu. And they do. They come from Avram Avinu. And the Torah, this week's parsha, makes it eminently clear that he is taking directions from Avram Avinu. And the parsha makes that clear by using language in Yaakov's story here that absolutely parallels Avram Avinu's story there. The story of Yaakov's travels to Haran, to Aram Narayim, to that world of Babel, Mesopotamia, that ancient, terrible world of idolatry that exactly parallels the words, the story, the language of Avram Avinu's departure from that world. <coughs> Tell me, my friends, when Avram Avinu departed that world, what's the language? What does the Pasuk go ahead and tell us? It's the beginning of a parsha. What does it say? At the beginning of Pasha's Lech Lecha, Lech Lecha, Lech Lecha Me'artzcha, <coughs> leave this old world behind, forget this world, go ahead and travel on to a new world. Now, when Yaakov is being told to travel to that world, it's not at the beginning of this week's Pasha, it's at the end of last week's Pasha. His mother Rivka is apprised of the dangers that Asaph means to kill Yaakov, and it's terrible, he has to get out. What does she tell him? Listen to me, listen to my advice. Kum brachlacha, flee. Brachlacha, like lechlacha, that extra word lacha that you don't really get. It's not quite easy to understand why it's there. It's a parallel. There's linguistic parallels, and it's not the only one. It happens again and again in the two stories. The story about Yaakov's travel to that old world, is exactly like, uses language that so evokes the story of Avram's travel from that old world. And that includes other expressions, like, that you will become a great nation, and all the nations of the world will be inspired by you, will, will find blessing in you, will tell their children to be like you. This language actually is not just parallel, it's exceptional. This term, it's not a term that you see elsewhere. These are the two only cases where you see this terminology. It's sui generis terminology, and it's used here by Yaakov's travels to the old world, 
and there by Avram Avinu's travels from the old world. Yes, the Torah is paralleling. And it's because the Torah is telling us that HaKadosh Baruch was telling Yaakov, you're going to that world, speak to someone who came from that world. He knows, he understands. He'll tell you what to do, what not to do, how to rise above challenges, how to go ahead and conduct yourself. Avram Avinu is your source of knowledge. And once you realize there's a parallel, you realize that it's not just the language. It's not just the words. It's much more than that. It's also the experiences. On this trip to the old world, this trip to Charn and Aram Narayim, that world that Avram Avinu left, Yaakov has a dream. And what does he see in his dream? He sees a ladder. What does this ladder evoke? We would assume it evokes something about Avram Avinu's experiences. Right? The language is Avram Avinu's language. The experiences, the images, should also be Avram Avinu's images. How did Avram Avinu rise to greatness? What were the challenges in that old world? Avram Avinu was really the first monotheist, right? Adam, Noach, but it was forgotten after that. He reestablished belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He established the idea that there's one HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He taught it to people. He established a family that was built on that foundation on the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Kol Yachal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything. There are no pantheons of gods. There's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is Avram Avinu's Chidush. That's his great idea that he began developing, that he began teaching in that world. But he was challenged. He was challenged by idols. What was the common form of idolatry in that old world? What is the story that the Torah highlights right before Avram Avinu's rise to greatness? You have the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha, which talks about Avram Avinu's rise to greatness. What is the story right at the end of Parshas Noah? What is that story about? That's the story of the Migdal Bavel, of the tower, where everyone came together. So many readings of the story, but the common reading, the reading that we teach our kids most, is that everyone came together to worship one idol. And that's terribly dangerous because all of them are united in one terrible cause, who's going to go ahead and repudiate? Who's going to go ahead and counter what they're doing? Everyone comes together, except Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, Chazal tell us, was loeg. He dismissed them, he laughed at them. But what was this idol? This idol was a very tall tower with a ladder that you climb to the sky. And in their limited pagan way, they thought, you climb a ladder, you can reach God, you can fight God, you can become God. But that was their thinking. Avram Avinu fought against idolatry, but most specifically, he fought against idolatry that exhibited itself in a ladder. A ladder up to the sky, a terrible ladder. A ladder about fighting God, or thinking about fighting God, or believing you can fight God. Something silly, silly then and silly now. But they believed it. Avram Avinu repudiated that. And that continued being the popular form of idolatry in Bavel. When Yaakov went there, they still had these towers. They called them ziggurats. People believed in it. Yaakov is being told, understand, you're coming from a home, Yitzchak and Rivka. It's a home built al Taras HaKodesh with sensible beliefs and true devotion to HaGadosh Baruch Hu and true monotheism and Masori you have from Avram Avinu. But you're going to a world where it's not going to be that way. They are going to be idol worshippers. And this is the type of idolatry. And know this is what it's going to be before you go there. So you can brace yourself and prepare yourself and know what to say and how to say it so you can help lead others away from it. 
We're showing him a picture of a ladder because we're telling him that you are repeating Avramavinu's story. It's the language v'nivrechu. It's the language of Lech Lecha. It's the image of the ladder. Not that ladder, your ladder. What is your ladder like? Your ladder is a ladder that climbs up to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and connects with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not about fighting anyone or fighting anything. Let's remind ourselves of what this Migdal Bavel was about. What does Rashi go ahead and tell us? What's the famous Medrash? Why did they build the Migdal Bavel? So, so many readings, but one of the most famous readings is, is that this is right after the Great Flood, right after the Mabel. And they're very afraid there's going to be another Mabel sensible. You can understand why they're afraid. So instead of doing tshuva and connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they try to survive that Mabel by building a tower, a tower they can climb. And so they tell themselves, there's one God force that controls water, and he's going to get angry in us, and he's going to try to destroy us, and we'll survive by connecting with another God force, by building a tower. They're playing one god against another god. This god gets angry, so I go to that god. That gets angry, I go back to this god. It's a silly, um, pagan, limited, childish way of thinking. But it's the way they thought. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Yaakov a very different type of ladder. The ladder he sees is a ladder up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're not fighting other gods. You're not trying to survive one catastrophe by embracing another belief system. That's not the way life works. There's one endless HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's where it begins, and that's where it ends. Isn't there a message here for us? So often in life, we want to build our own towers and our own ladders. And why do we want to build them? Because there are storm orders, there are challenges, there are family challenges and financial challenges and self-esteem challenges, all types of challenges. And so we try to build a ladder to climb above those challenges. And for sure we should build a ladder, and for sure we should climb above challenges. But what type of ladder do we build? Is a, a ladder where we escape from one mistake by embracing another? We're envious, so we embrace materialism. We go ahead and find family issues, so we escape with them by going ahead and involving ourselves in causes that perhaps we shouldn't. Is the ladder that we're building a ladder that of escape that doesn't really lead us anywhere? It's just going from one bad thing to another bad thing to another bad thing. Or is it a ladder that really is about spirituality? That's about connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's about learning, about davening, about building a good family, sensible relationships, being well-grounded and stable. That's the ladder that we have to build. That's the ladder that Yaakov was told to build. That's the ladder that Avram Avinu had built before him. That's the ladder that Yaakov built. That's the ladder that we're supposed to build in our own lives and that we will, Emir Tzashem, build. Looking forward to coming together again next week. Good Shabbos.